It's story time at Disc Radio. And there's a story coming from us to you. Hello there, and welcome to Same Same But Different on Season 2 of This Radio. We are the Dutch International Storytelling Center. And my name is Connor. And I am Sahiti. And today we have a story for you from Plun. Plun is a great friend of ours. Always so much fun to have her in the myth lab. <laughs> I don't know why I started like that. Plun. Plun is a forensic psychologist, storyteller, and performer based in Amsterdam. We bring you today's story from Plun without further ado. Underwater. One day, the sea just vanished. The man was there the moment that it happened. He was standing here on this very beach when the sky turned a dirty yellow. Gray tethered clouds dove at the waves like birds of prey in the familiar Emerald face faded into a dull ruby plain, almost black, against the chalky cliffs. And then, in one ear-splitting gush, the fish, the seaweeds, plankton, corals, the smiling dolphins and cackling seals, they were all gone. The man did not care to see what remained, he turned away and ran up the dune and hid himself in the house. He sat down in the rocking chair in front of the window that now faced nothing, took care that he kept his gaze onto his lap as he opened his notebook and he started to write. The stairs to the residential floor are covered with cream carpet. The ceiling is a powdery blue. When you open the door, chandeliers tinkle in the salty wind. Soon, he had used the last pen in the house. He hurried down to the beach and, mindfully keeping his back to what once was the ocean, found a dead squid that contained some ink, and he ran back. He still had some ink left when the notebook was full, so with his eyes firmly closed, he went back to the beach and collected razor clamps by touch. Back in the house, he tattooed every inch of his body. The varnished floorboards shine like honey. Bronze satin paper on the walls, painted with azure irises. When his body was full and the ink was gone, the wind had eaten away most of the beach. He started to run through the dunes in the day, trampling his words with his feet in the grass. The rosy lampshades are puffy. Sometimes 
the lighthouse turned up in the corner of his eye, tilting dangerously towards the void underneath the cliff. The rope ladder that the kids had once used to jump from the highest point into the sea dangled aimlessly through the air. The rosy lampshades are puffy and fragile, like jellyfish. The wind ate the house bare as bones. His hair and beard grew as white as the crusts of salt on his face and his chest. At night, he sat down in his chair and rocked back and forth like a lost ship at sea, while miniature dunes scuffled between his feet. He kept his eyes closed as he sang. The canopy bed with the turquoise duvet where you would sleep as deep as the ocean. He sang everything, anything really, that could hide what was missing, that would drown out the silence of waves not breaking, the quiet that is left by a sea that is gone. Until one day, one day he is out in the dunes trampling when he sees something that is not supposed to be there. There in the grass is the peel of a mandarin, a curled tangerine snake. Careful, says the voice in his head, but the memory, it's already there. Little fingers that peel the bitter skin, the sticky juice, that blends with the sand on her hands. She smacks and he hears the grains crunch between her teeth. He shakes his head, turns away and tramples on. The next day, when he opens the door, the path to his house is covered with bulbous green and purple shells. Sea urchins. No, he whispers, but it's too late. A fierce cry lacerates the black velvet sky. Diamonds fly in all directions. He plows through the water and he can't breathe. But there she is, holding a foot that is red and swollen. So many stings to pull out. But she has already stopped crying when he's only halfway. I was dancing in the water with my arms like this. And these lights, they were following me. It's the algae, he says. It is full moon. The shells on the path are shaped like a word. Daddy? He closes the door, sits down in his chair and rocks violently. He rocks all night and sings until morning as loud as he can. But somewhere he must have fallen asleep because he has not heard the door opening. Do you want to play? Go away, he says. She frowns. But I live here. They trample the high grass together. She lifts up her knees as high as she can. This part is about the canopy bed, he says. Remember that you had this recurring nightmare when you were really small? You were playing on the beach and suddenly... A giant wall of water would appear on the horizon. You would run away, but the water was always faster. Every night you woke up screaming. So we made a plan. The next time the nightmare would come, you would stay on the beach. Just look the water in the eye. Don't run. 
Remember? Did it work? She asks. We never knew, he says. After we made the plan, the nightmare never came back. She clenches her fists. I scared it away. Sure, he says. She wants to dive from the highest point. He tells her the rope needs fixing first. You know, it's just not pretty enough. He sends her out to collect all pieces of plastic she can find. Rosy cream, bronze, honey. He teaches her how to braid the colors into the rotting ropes until they look like garlands. Is this pretty enough, Daddy? Not yet. Almost. She wants to paint the top of the lighthouse, a colorful greet to the sailors at sea. Great idea, he says, and starts collecting brushes and old cans, turquoise, powder blue, azure. Keep your face towards the dunes, he says, as they shuffle along the railing. There's nothing to see on the other side. He should never have let her in. Of course, they end up down below. She's a kid. It's a torrent of disaster. Dead fish, dried out kelp, decayed birds, decomposing shipwrecks, the alarming yellow of a perished life jacket. He's chanting now. The canopy bed with the turquoise duvet. The canopy bed with the turquoise duvet. Do you remember when you plumped up the cushions and one of the icicles from the chandelier came off? The big one with the pointy tip, it fell right next to her sleeping head. Daddy, look. She found a shell. It's a giant conch. She peers into the luscious pink inside that shines like it just came out of the water. Shakes it. Maybe anything still inside? Can I blow it? No! It comes out like a gunshot. She starts to cry, but I want to call back the sea. The sea is far away today, he says. It can't hear you now. But you can still listen to it. Here. He holds the shell to her ear. The wind rises. It gyres the last bits of sunset around her little head as the sky turns a dirty yellow and gray clouds appear. A shudder runs through her shoulder blades. Daddy, I'm cold. The fireplace is flanked by two marble lions. It's out before he knows it. She looks up at him, puzzled. He straightens his shoulders and smiles at her with confidence. Squeezes the small sticky hand with care, while inside of him the world collapses for a second time. Things never come back, honey. They just go on. If you enjoyed this one and haven't heard the other stories, we encourage you to check out the rest of season two. This season, Same Same But Different, was produced by Connor McMullen, with writing and editing support from Sahiti Sarva. And the music is by Ashutosh. Please tune in next time for more stories.